0: Hello everyone. Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show, and uh, this is your host Wei Fang. What are the four takeaways from this Tuesday's primary in the four states? We did not get to cover this earlier. Okay, but still, we'll do some important uh, catch up today. So, also, we all know that the inflation is all around us, right? And the Federal Reserve made a decisive decision of uh, increasing the interest rate by 075 percent. Which is uh, unprecedented uh, since uh, 1994. Okay, so many people view the Fed's response as like a classic or a standard move, probably inflation, but many other people see that's utterly wrong decision. Okay, so what is the story? Those are the two topics I want to bring up to you. So today, actually, you only see me, Wei Fangs here alone, and I need to announce that Kathy will be embarking on a cross-country journey. And uh, in the next few days, okay, we're moving from California to New York. You may think that uh, we should move to Florida or Texas, but no, we're moving to New York. Uh, we'll give ex- explanation uh, at another time. But anyway, Kathy has to be busily preparing for the trip, and so she's absent from today's show. You see Wei Fang here alone, and uh, probably that will happen in the next few days. However, Kathy will be you know, bring us updates as she travel, you know, along the country on that uh, 2,000 miles journey, okay? So stay tuned for the fun stuff she will be sending to us and uh, from her journey, all right? So this is a little announcement. In the meantime, please remember to uh, press like and the subscription button, and uh, turn on the all notification bell, all right? This does help this channel reach more people. So first, let's talk about the four takeaways from the Tuesday's primary. Okay, the first one, uh, as we all know, there are several, actually dozens of uh, primary elections on Tuesday, right? In the state of Maine and uh, North, how to say, North Dakota, South Carolina, and uh, also the, uh, the Nevada. However, I see only four major takeaways that, is, that are worth talking about, which define the core of the Tuesday's primary. Okay, what was what's my choice? The first one is the 7th uh, District Republican primary of the South Carolina. You may ask, so why why this particular primary, all right? Because the incumbent, in, in, incumbent Representative Tom Rice was among the 10 GOP Congress people who chose to line up with Democrats to impeach President Trump in the January 2021. Well, needless to say, that action angered Trump angered their state Republican party, and also angered their voters. So Tom Price has been actually a quite a moderate Republican a Congressman. And he also signed up as one of the 124 Congresspeople people who, um, you know, on the Supreme Court lawsuit called the Texas versus Pennsylvania um, that challenged the 2020 election result. So his joining the impeachment party was quite surprising to many people. Uh, however, he seems to be wavering left and right, hesitating, and finally, and he chose to join the Democrat Party to be impeached. Now that action resulted in his losing to Russell Fry on the Tuesday. And how much he lost? Twenty-four percent versus fifty-one percent. This is a huge loss. All right. And especially consider that his 10-year tenure in the Congress versus his opponent, a very young 38-year-old uh, Russell Fry, who only have seven short years in you know political life, compared to this 66-year-old uh, uh, Tom Rice. Okay, it was quite surprising. So um, Tom Rice's uh, big loss is both a surprise and also a non-surprise. Why? It's a surprise, needless to say, because you know, he's much more senior and much more experienced, and uh, yet he lost so big because one single matter—the impeachment. All right, so it's not a surprise because we have learned over the time by now that a single matter of impeachment would cost one's um, you know political life, as especially you know, at least in the Republican Party. As of now, among the ten GOP representatives, okay, in the Congress, four of them have chosen not to run at all. Okay. In, in the November election. And the two has been defeated in primary. And uh, Liz Cheney, okay, whose primary will be August. And the survey has shown that uh, she's clearly losing her position. Okay, she will not win the primary in the, in the Wyoming um, election in the August. So basically seven out of 10, seven out of 10 impeaching uh, members uh, in the Republican party will be gone. So how do we read this? Well, impeaching Trump seems to be, you know, quite a poison pill to one's political life, right? As we can see that uh, Trump was not removed. He was not, he was, uh, he was not found guilty, A seven out of 10, at least, maybe eight, maybe nine uh, of them were lost their job. So the second takeaway is the, has to do with the Nevada primary. Okay, Nevada is a very special state, okay, in this uh, Tuesday, past Tuesday's primary. Why? Because it is a wavering state, and Biden went over won over Trump only by less than three percent, and then that, that was also subject to um, argument. So, but we all know that uh, Nevada is a purple state. Okay, going from red gradually to blue. So whatever happens there, or will be happening to Nevada, is you know closely watched. So for this primary in the uh, on Tuesday. Three offices, okay, Nevada senator, there's one senator who will face a re-election, and uh, the Gov- governor's office, and also the S- secretary of the state. Uh, is, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, secretary of state, especially uh, noteworthy, you know, um, attention catching. Okay, let me report to you the result. The so candidates endorsed by Trump won all those three uh, positions. Of course, this is a primary Republican, within Republican party. Uh, only. So actually for the Tuesday primary, Trump's endorsement score a 12 versus one win. Okay, only one, one person, you know, did not win, which is Katie uh, Arlington. All right. And um, so all the other people that endorsed by Trump won on the Tuesday primary. Okay, so that showed that Nevada, Nevada, you know, the close to watch to Nevada, Trump really have a grasp of it. So the third takeaway is the 34th uh, re-election, special election, to fill in the, a, a congressional seat vacated by a uh, Democrat congressman, Feilman Villa, who resigned from the office to join a lobby firm. All right, so a special election is re- needed to fill his seat, and uh, it is happening along with the primary on Tuesday. So, and Mr. Villa is not alone, okay? As a matter of fact, um, 22 democrats chose not to run in the November 2022 compared to only 11 republicans so if we excu- exclude the four republicans who you know who may choose not to run due to being denied a chance to win uh, after impeaching trump the ratio of those choosing not to run <clears throat> okay um and uh, versus between the democrats Party and the Republican Party is 22 versus seven, or simply put, three to one. So, this probably says something about the morale, okay, Democrats' morale um, facing the upcoming midterm election. So, many of them just chose, well, it's, it's maybe too hopeless. Let me just walk away from it, do something better. So, the, the election itself, you know, the 34th uh, district is actually a minute one, okay, as this is a position that will the last only five months, because in the coming November, A new election will happen, and will choose a new, um, you know, congressman who will serve the full term of, uh, or congresswoman, uh, serve a full term of two years. So this is really just like like a temporary election. However, even what the country is going through, all right, the inflation, the border crisis, the uh, crime rate surge, surge, and the war, and so on and so forth, and people are waiting to see not the primary, okay, a real election, who would win. So what's the result? Basically, Republican candidate uh, Mara Flores, okay, endorsed by Trump, again, won over her Democratic rival. And what is more revealing is this result, uh, about this result is that Repub- Republican Party never won this district in the last 100 years. So the fourth takeaway is this, okay, I'm just summing, summing things up. For all the primaries so far this year, 24 states, Trump's endorsement, one the people endorsed by Trump won by one hundred thirteen versus sixteen. All right. One hundred thirteen of them, you know, won because they, you know, when they were endorsed by Trump, only sixteen of them lost with the two pending. So Republican Party is clearly still the Trump's party. Do you agree? Agree or not, it's just um, you know, leave your words at the um, chat room and then um, the way well look at it look at that. And, uh, and read some of that uh, to you and uh, to, to share that with uh, all of you. All right, so um, then let's uh, look at um, what is the... Uh, the next topic has to do with uh, the inflation and the countermeasure by the Fed. Okay, basically, as we all know, facing an 8.4% inflation rating may, Fed feel obligated to raise the lending rate, right? The, the interest rate by 0.75% which has been unprecedented since 1994, okay? Just in one shot, okay? Three uh, quarter points. The Fed's move is, again, as I said, viewed by many as a classic or a standard response. But really, is that so? As we all know, fast job is to keep the economy on track, right? not running too fast, not running too slow. So it does so by raising or cutting interest rates. Okay, that's its main tool. When the interest rate too, is too high, people are encouraged to save more due to high return from the saving, right? And they are also discouraged to borrow money because the borrow cost is too much. So they, they do less to expand their businesses. So the economy will cool down. So high interest rate lead to economic cooling down. And when the rate is low, people are not encouraged to save as there's little return to earn, but encouraged to borrow the spend because the borrowing cost is, is low. So economic activities increase, all right? So low rate lead to a more active economy. The reverse is also true. Basically, if the economy is too hot, running too fast, the Fed wants to lower the rate, uh, want to raise the rate. And when the economy is too, how to say, dull and too slow and too static, the Fed would uh, lower the rate, all right? So it's like, uh, you know, pumping, stepping on the gas, or you know stepping on the brake. Fed, however, has another job, which is watching over the inflation. If the inflation is too high, it will impact most people's lives, right? And the country will become unstable. Inflation cannot be too low though, because that would indicate there's little economic activities. So Fed wishes to maintain a premium inflation um, number, which is which is what? You probably already know or can you take a guess? What's the, what's the correct inflation rate? 2%, okay? That's basically the idea. So now we're, we're looking at 8.6% in May. That's way, way above the 2% that the, the Fed is supposed to you know, uh, reach. So, so the Fed raised the rate and the step on the brake to slow down the economy, okay? To, 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 to bring down the inflation. Is that right? Is that correct move? No, very right? likely it's not. Because why? Because the economy is not too hot to warrant such a high interest high. Did the economy just climb out of the down drum, right? And picking up speed. And uh, it needs to recover from the pre COVID um, you know, state. But suddenly the brake is on. You see that? The economy is not too hot. It's not overheating, which Warrant a step on the brake and lower the rate, uh, <clears throat> increase the rate. No, that has not happened. The economy is only picking up normal speed, but to recover to the days before the COVID time, you know, COVID, um, the, the pandemic. At this time, you raise the interest rate and put brake on the economy. Is that the right right thing to, to do? The reason why many people see <clears throat> a Fed's move is utterly wrong is because this rounding inflation is not caused by overheating of the economy, all right? It is due to the high energy price, and also the oversupply of the currency, and the breakdown of the certain supply chain. Do you agree? So among them, the biggest culprit is the energy price. So why the energy price is so high? Is because the man-made crisis, which is the current administration's green energy policy, well, this administration revoked the key, uh, Keystone pipeline's first week, and stopping using, uh, issuing any permit of federal-owned uh, land or water for drilling, and putting in place a whole set of restrictions that are meant to slow down or and eventually wipe out the fossil fossil fuel from the U.S. So the White House, you know, if I say so, the White House would fiercely protest. Okay, if they hear it, they know that it's a war. It's a russia Ukrainian Ukraine war. Well, the fact of the matter is, well, the crude, the the crude oil price increased by 45 percent, and the U.S. gas price increased by 68 percent between January 21 to January 22. Remember, the war happened in the late February. Okay, so before the Russia-Ukraine war, the oil price and the gas price already taking a clear, you know, um, clear climb. All right. And of course, we know the war made it made it worse, okay? But the train has already gone away before the war. So as you understand, our economy runs on energy. When the energy price goes up, everything else eventually goes up. And so what do we see? At this point, one sh- what do we should do? We should fix the energy problem, not stop the entire economy. Well, which is Federal Reserve's move. So as of now, we see no move to lower the energy price, which actually would be very, very simple things to do. Just give the free operating room to the U.S. energy industry and get them to to work fully. If they can produce 16 million barrels of oils a day compared to today's 11 million, we already resolve the problem. We resolve the energy problem, resolve the gas problem, we resolve the, the problem of the energy that drive the entire economy, which is resolve the inflation of this uh, country. and uh, But that doesn't happen, right? And why? Because the democratic party today see this is politically incorrect. Okay, phasing out fossil fuel and then moving towards electric car is the politically correct um, thing. But what to do if the EV, the electric vehicle, cannot yet come to the rescue? Then, then what? Then go to Saudi, okay, Saudi Arabia, and beg them to produce more crude oil to tame the inflation in the US, which is what the Biden will be doing next month. Okay, he's visiting Saudi Arabia next month. So basically one has to conclude that American oil apparently warm up warm up the planet and kill the planet, but Saudi, Saudi Arabia's oil does not. So what do you think? Does that make sense? Well, since it's Biden's policy that generate the high energy cost and uh, that trigger the oh in the cross border inflation, we got you know zooming in and focus on the energy policy that caused the problem. And we have to treat the precise cause of the inflation and not just uh, disregard all those and just put a brutal break on the entire economy, which will, you know, when that move bring economies to its knees, everybody, everywhere will suffer. So basically like in order to cure a small wound, you cause a bigger harm. That's essentially what happened. Um, In my view and in my research of many people who disagree with the Federal Reserve's um, rate hiking move. So, yeah, so that's the two things. I don't know how you think about that. And I would like, like to know how you, yeah, let's just read something. And uh, all right, so Louis, you said, uh, we got confirmations. The Patriots are in charge every day. That's a long way from a few years ago, okay? And actually, as a matter of fact, you know what? Um, uh, Gingrich, okay, Newt Gingrich. I don't know whether you took note his um, um, opinion or his word. I have a lot of respect for this guy, for this, this, well, not, yeah, for for this person. And uh, basically he said uh, two days ago, he said, uh, because of uh, facing all kinds of uh, phenomenon today, uh, American people, since Jimmy Carter's first time realized that the socialist socialism is not good for this country. America has passed, has passed a watershed point, And they come to realize what works and what does not work for this country. Do you believe his uh, observation? Okay, what do you think? I want you know, to learn from you and uh, how you think. The Richard, the Eastman, you said, based upon what the Conway says, the power of establishment, establishment Republicans broken. And if the midterm election were held today, uh, McConnell, McConnell, McConnell and uh, McCarthy would lose their leadership position. Well, I'm not sure it's, um, it's there yet. But clearly, we see the, a, a line of um, candidates endorsed by Trump is winning their position. Okay, it will be very inter- interesting when the November election's over. Okay, L Captain, you wrote that energy is basic to econ- economic productivity. It's so basic that some economic tradition only examine the flow of energy. Reduce energy, economy, income, jobs, and the people are, you know, are toast. Okay, I agree. And, um, and Luiso, you also wrote that we do not have the infrastructure of the electric vehicle. This is intentional and about control. Common sense and logic tells you this. Yeah, and um, it, it's it's very very absurd, right? It's, you know, well, when when Biden administration backed the Venezuela, okay, that happened before, and also Saudi Arabia. This is the second time, maybe third time to produce more oil and they, they keep, keep a cap on the US oil. And then that does, does not simply, does not make sense. And then and another thing that um, I think I got some um, viewers who was different opinion to my, my tweets, who said, uh, you know, Biden administration said they issue enough uh, permit, you know, they are not putting use, and why asking for more? So I did research to that on that matter. Okay, I did I, indeed because I'm curious about the answer to that, um, uh, to that question, to that point of view. And what I found out is this: Okay, when you need to explore, uh, explore, survey, and uh, of course, and uh, <clears throat> um, and the dig a well, an oil well, you need to apply for a license for, for a license. Yeah, but it, when after you got the license, you got to dig the dig the well, and you found it's a dry well. There's nothing there. To walk away okay so in that situation that license was not used so there's many many licenses like that issued but they are not used because there's no oil there so our energy department cannot say that uh, we gave you enough use them there's no oil there okay that explained the reason the second uh, there's uh, people who said um, who said that uh, you know oil production cycles too long it's not enough you know they just you know, it's not soon enough to come to the rescue. And, um, you know, people are not willing to, um, that, that's the reason, because the long-term, long investment return cycle, people are not willing to invest Um, false. Okay, because I did my research, let me report to you what I found out. Okay, the current Biden administration's position is virtually, virtually wipe out the fossil fuel fuel industry. All right? They don't want that. They want everybody to buy, you know, EV car. So for someone who see the high price of the oil, and I think there's profit to be made, but on second thought, because any uh, investment in the equipment, in the oil, take eight to 10 years to recruit recruit your investment. But if the fossil fuel does not even have a future in this country, who would invest in those equipment? Okay, so they are greatly discouraged. They They stand on the side even the oil price is so high, it's $120. They still, they dare not put their money in because they don't know whether three years down the road, how in the industry will be, you know, truncated or even just uh, wiped out. They dare not to do so. So you really don't have to stand right in the way <clears throat> to, to cripple the energy industry. You just have to do certain things and then certain small things cast a shadow and the investor will run away. So that's one situation there. So, um, yeah, and Louis also said the Fed is trying to reset to their digital currency. It's a, it's a control trap. We need to order the Fed. Gold will destroy the Fed. the people need to see. So just prepare. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm very, very curious about how many Americans, what, what are the percentage of America who understand the problem of the Fed? in you, just, you know, tell me your opinion because you, you live in this country. I'm a new immigrant, I learn as much as I can, but um, I was not born here. So if you think you know 20% of American around you, 40 percent, 50 percent who understand the problem of the fat, just type there. you know give me a percentage. I just want to do a little online survey so that I guess I might have more idea about that. So given the current state uh, situation of the, our the country, At the most recent, okay, the morning consult and the political survey at the poll, okay, Biden's approval rate dropped to a never before 39%. His disapproval rate reached 58%, so 39 versus 58. This is the lowest since Biden took office. And uh, so, has America had enough? They think that, um, you know, they have see see through this clearly, you know, what works for them, what doesn't work for them. How many American, you know, come to that kind of realization? Uh, If you can, also please just you know type a percentage there. I have two questions for you. First is uh, what's the percentage of people who really um, understand that um, the fast problem. The second is what's the percentage of the American people um, who um, who understand that. uh, you know, have to come to realize that socialism doesn't work for them. So i got two questions and a two percentage back. If you can, just uh, type it there so that I can learn from you. Um, yeah. So, okay. So that's uh, that's the main, two main topic for today. Please type up your feedback. Okay, so this is, uh, um, how to say. The way that I present those uh, two things, I look into it, I draw my conclusion, and I share this with you. I want to know that whether you agree with me, with me or not, and uh, and give me a suggestion if you if you if you do have. And again, in the next few days, uh, we'll be busy, you know, getting on the on the trip, and uh, but we'll keep the program going. The program will continue go. We will give you some you know fun stuff as Kathy travel um, across America. I I will not. I'm already here in New York. Um, but we'll give you all kinds of um, hopefully fun stuff. All right. And, um, okay. So, yeah, thank you very much for staying with us. And uh, I'm your host, Wei Fang. And uh, now it's uh, 10.30, 10.30 Eastern, uh, Eastern time. And I wish you have a very uh, great uh, rest of the night. And um, I will see you next Monday. Thank you, take care.